Aloha, all you basketball fanatics, and welcome to our podcast, Beyond the X's and O's, episode number eight. It is the great eight. We reached it, coaches. If you're new to the pod, welcome. Check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor. Um, Check out all our social medias, too. I believe Coach Lance will leave them down in the bio of this podcast. On the panel this evening, we got, once again, Coach Lance O'Hara with Huey Basketball Club, Coach Bob Mack with Huey Basketball Club, Coach Tom Tran with Huey NorCal Dynasty, and yours truly, Coach Mel Morasco with Huey Hawaii Heat. Now, I'm super, super eager for this podcast. Um, I think the topic is going to be directed towards a lot of new dads out there that are wanting to be coaches. And when I say dads, it means coaching your son or daughter. Now, um, it's a real touchy subject. Uh, three out of the four coaches here on the panel have sons that they've coached on a basketball program, AAU or high school level. So we have some stories that we want to share with you guys, uh, especially you new coaches, whether you be um, male or female, getting into this AAU or even just maybe coaching middle school or high school. Uh, So, you know, these are the stories that we want to share with you guys. And so right off the bat, I'm just going to go ahead and start talking about uh, or give you guys some advice be very cautious as a dad. I'm going to use myself as an example. I'm super cautious. You're under a microscope. Everybody out there, if you have a son or a daughter that you are coaching on an AAU program, middle school, high school, you are under a microscope by all of the other parents. I don't care what a great, you know, uh, vibe you have or a great relationship you have, or if you guys are best friends and you guys hang out and barbecue, you are still under the microscope when you are coaching your son or daughter on the team. Now, I have a bunch of stories as well as I'm sure some of the coaches there. Coach Tom is gonna get there one day. He doesn't have any kids right now, but he's gonna get there. Coach Tom Tram with the Huey NorCal Dynasty is who I'm talking about. Um, But uh, I just wanna let you know, I'm gonna give you an example, okay? When you are coaching your son or daughter, I don't care how much you want them to be the star on the team. It it, it doesn't work that way. You are not coaching a team. This is my opinion now. You are not coaching a team for your son to be the star or your daughter to be the star of the team. Uh, You coach to find a group of kids that can play good together. And you want to form, like we always talk about, um, you want to form that chemistry on the court, chemistry as a team. You want to keep it tight, right? You know, I was mentoring a, just recently I had an assistant coach. He's no longer my assistant coach, but I was recently mentoring him. And I think we all knew who we're talking about. Um, And, uh, you know, I was trying to give him the ins and outs of being a dad and coaching your son. And when you don't want to listen to me, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up for nasty emails, calls, pissed off parents. And, um, you know, like, I sat there and watched him call the same play out of bounds for his son three times in a row. And you cannot do that. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And I'm just glancing over at the parents like, what the hell are you doing? And I, you know, the parents, I know what they're thinking because I know what parents think. And, and I, I've been there, done that. You can't do that, man. So I just kind of talked to him about it. But like, when you're not a coach and you're a dad, 
That's the mentality. So you're under a microscope. Always keep that in mind, dads. And uh, let's see here, you know, moms that are going to coach. I know that's your baby, but basketball and you're a coach, everybody's on equal ground. I'm going to use an example. My son, Kainoa, we played in so many tournaments. We've gone and traveled to all these tournaments, Bay Area, you know, uh, Los Angeles, um, you know, uh, Midwest, Vegas. I mean, we've been to a lot of places. And, you know, during these tournaments, there are, you know, at the end, there's like an all tourney or an all MVP. I told Kainoa before we even started this whole journey on the Hawaii Heat and this team that you're never going to win one of those. I don't care what kind of game you've had. You just won't win one. I'm just being honest. And it just doesn't look good. And he understood as a, as a little kid back in the day, he didn't care. He just wanted to win. And, and I've never given him an MVP or an all tourney until like this, I would say just most recently his eighth grade, when we were just kind of still in the eighth grade, we played in a couple tournaments over at, at courtside. It was just like, it was, it was, he just had such a great game that I, I had to, but I got to pick two, which was cool. That kind of softens it a little bit. Uh, but it's still, that was the only one in like, I, I want to say like, let's see here, ever since he was what, eight and now he's 15, he, he only won one. And, and, the, and the one that he won, all tourney was when he was in the eighth grade. So you can see how many years that was that he was always happy for his teammates, whether it be Aiden, CJ, Khalil, um, they've all you know won all tourneys and MVPs and whatnot. And he's always just been there for his teammates and he understood. And I, you know, we were in um, uh, the Bay Area, um, Bay Area Sports Tournament. And Kainoa just played out of his mind. He's played so good, distributing the ball, getting everybody, you know, scoring, making everybody. And he just played really good. He shot when he needed to. He made his shots. <clears throat> but I gave the all tournament to, I believe it was CJ or Khalil. I can't remember. Um, and so we're walking out of the facility and the facility director said, stop me and said, hey, stop Kainoa. And he said, hey, man, good game out there, man. Where's your shirt? Because you get like an MVP all tourney shirt. And, and Kainoa goes, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't get all tourney. Uh, my teammate, uh, CJ did. And he goes, what? He looked at me and I go, Hey, you know, I, I'm his dad. It just doesn't look good. And you know, he, he knows he've had a good game and I told him, and that's all he needs to know. And he's just like, no, nah, I watched you, man. No, you deserve a shirt. So he went into the bucket, grabbed the shirt, flipped it over to Kainoa. Kainoa was happy and everything, but you know, it, it, it was just as a dad and you're coaching your son, you're, like I'm going to, I'm not even going to, I can't even stress this out as much, but um, you're under the microscope. People are going to be watching you. And the reason why I know you are is because I'm going to give you guys another story. You know, I was in, you know, LA, we were playing in a tournament out there and I'm very aware of my game management. I think that's what makes me a really good coach is just managing the game, knowing what's going on, know who's in, know who's out, know who's strong, know who's weak, know who's having a good game, know who's not having a good game. And um, as a coach, you need that. That's a, a weapon that you can get better at, you know? And so every time I would sub out the first couple kids, it was Kainoa. He was, he was automatically coming out. And then depending on the other two or three, that was the rotation. That, that was just the deal. You know, I don't care how good he was on. If he was on a roll, he's going to be the first one subbed out. And, and I know this in the back of my mind, right? 
So, you know, a couple of days go by and I get a, a text message from a couple of my parents and they were like, um, hey coach, can we talk to you? You got some time? And I'm like, yeah, sure, absolutely. I give them a call. They're like, hey, um, so we're just gonna be honest with you. And I'm just like, oh no, here we go. Um, you know, we just noticed that every time you make a sub, it's always our son, he comes out first. And we don't think that's fair. And I'm just like, wait, what? And they go, yeah, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, it's just, it's not fair. We don't think it's fair. All the other kids are messing up and you're always pulling our son out. And I'm thinking, huh, I go when in this last tournament? And they were like, yeah. So they don't realize I got the tapes of all the videos because one of my other parents videos all the games and he sends them to me. So now I'm thinking to myself, wow, did I do that? Um, now I'm second guessing myself and I already know what I do and how I coach. So I go to the first game, just like kind of anxious, but a little pissed. And I'm looking at the first game. Boom, first substitution, Kainoa, Aiden, Khalil. Their son is still in the game. Okay, all right, well, I'm gonna go to the next game. We had like three games. I think we had five games total for the weekend. I go to the next game. First person subbed out, Kainoa and CJ. Okay, go to the next game. Next game, Kainoa and so, and you know what? I didn't even look at the rest of the games. I was just like, you know what? Don't even come with me with this BS. And so they don't realize the tape never lies or the video never lies. That old saying. Us coaches, we see tape, we study tape, we watch over games, old games, you know, new games, recent games. And if I can get the tape of a game from one of my parents, I definitely watch it, not just to watch for highlights, but I study it and see where, who's, who's where, and I'll, I'll clip it and I'll cut it out and edit it out. Then I'll go to the practice and I'll say, hey, remember when I said during the game, you didn't screen out and you said you did? Hey, what are you doing here? And it's there. The tape never lies, you know? So if you got somebody who's videoing the game, hey, coaches, new coaches, use that as, as an advantage, use that as a tool um, because yeah, you're going to get parents coming at you sideways. And as long as you keep your side of the street clean, and that's what I did throughout my whole coaching. I mean, and still coaching career, you know, I, I keep my streets clean. And um, I even know, you know, Kainoa or coaching my son, he's got it worse than the kids that are playing for. If he makes one mistake, Oh, it's a wrap. He's coming out. The other kids, I'm going to give him two or three to work through it. He should know better. And he knows it too. And there are times where he's just having a bad game and I let him know, Hey, I can't trust you out there. So you're going to have to sit the bench. There have been a, like, a, I don't know how many countless games where it's a crucial, crucial time. And you would think that I would have my son in the game. No, he's on the bench because this game can change in a matter of like less than a second as far as uh, uh, momentum goes. And we all know it's a game of streaks. And it, it could be five players that don't even start that are out there on the court and the chemistry is flowing. Oh, they're staying. And I'm gonna call them, I'm gonna call a timeout for them to get a rest because they are vibing with each other out there. And I don't care, my son, my daughter, you know, whoever it is, you're not, sorry you're not going to mess this up just because you're my son there are games to where um parents are telling me coach we can really use kainoa in the game right now to protect the ball no sorry 
he's having a bad game or he did this or he did that. Let me tell you guys a story. And he knows this story. If he's listening to this podcast, he's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. So we're in a huddle. We're in the Bay Area. It is a close game. It's halftime. I'm kind of giving the kids uh, the business, this, this, and this. And it's one of those intense games, really close. And as I'm talking to them all, which I always ask eye contact when I'm talking to them, right? All of them have their eyes on me. And then my son reaches around another player and does that old tap on the shoulder to make the teammate look the other way during one of my, and I think all you coaches have seen me when I go off on my boys, I go off and I give them the business. And I looked at him and I said, what the F are you doing? And he looked at me and nobody else looked at Kainoa. They all scooted away. It was funny. It was like the parting of the Red Sea. They all kind of went, and just kind of separated from him. And he's just looking at me. I said, take off your uniform. You're effing done. You're not playing. I said, what the hell are you doing, man? And he's just like, and then he tells me, he has the balls, the audacity to say no. And I go, wait, what did you say? And he goes, no, because he was embarrassed, right? I called him out. I grabbed him by his jersey kind of give that old little, you know, you know, you grab the jersey by the neck and you twirl it around in your hand a couple times. So it gets really tight. And then I yanked them towards me and I said, take off your uniform. You're done. Don't even talk back to me. And don't think that you're going to be saved by anybody out here. And he was just like, you know, I was kind of lifting them up, lifting them up, you know, giving them a little Darth Vader rise. You know what I mean? Using the force. He felt it. All the kids were just like, Kainoa, just take off your damn uniform. And so, boom, he sat on the side. This is the second quarter of a really tight game. He didn't play the rest of that game. Everyone thought that. He, he didn't play the rest of even the second game. He didn't play the rest of the day. And on the ride home, I just kept talking to him. Like, dude, you are the last person that needs to act like that, man. I go, you're supposed to be setting an example, man. I said, you're supposed to show some type of leadership. That's not how you lead a team, man. Especially, you've been doing this a long time with me. I expect more out of you. Not only that, though, you're my son. So that makes us look bad as a unit. I mean, it really doesn't because I did punish him and he didn't play. And all the parents are like, what the hell's going on? Why is Kainoa taking off his shoes and his uniform? I just keep things. I think my coaching style and I think all of our coaching style is keeping the kids accountable. You have to keep them, keep them accountable for their actions, especially our sons, man, because that just makes us look weak because guess what? We all know we are under a microscope. So, you know, no one, they're going to try to pull the banana in the tailpipe on your parents and new coaches out there. They're going to try to pull the banana in the tailpipe. Trust me. Uh, so just stay on top of your A game. So if I have some advice to tell you guys, uh, those like those stories right there, Use those as tools and it's no BS. Like you guys uh, will either listen and apply it or learn the hard way and get some weird calls, weird emails. I mean, it wouldn't even be bad if you jotted notes during the game, like when you subbed in who and you know, who, who came out. I mean, just to save your butt, you know? And it's funny because the parents that called me, the same story, were saying that their kid was not getting as many minutes as some of the other kids. Parents, if you want to know how many minutes, and I'm pretty good with minutes too. If you want to know how many minutes your kid is playing a game, I tell my parents, get a stopwatch. When your kid goes in, hit it. When he gets subbed out, hit it. When he gets subbed in, hit it. 
When he gets subbed out, hit it. And then you'll see how many minutes he played at the end of the game. And I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive, if he's having a decent game, he's going to have the same amount of minutes as pretty much everybody else. Give or take, there might be some players that might be on one, so they're going to have a little bit more minutes. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty even across the board. If you got a coach that has great game management. So, Coach Bob, I know you got a story, man. Um, that's pretty much my two cents for now. Um, but, Coach Bob, what do you got? Yeah, a couple, but I mean, reflect a little bit on your videotaping piece. Uh, you know, at the, at the high school level, you do a lot of practice. You know, we practice five, six days a week, and parents aren't allowed in there. Uh, unlike AAU, they consider on watch practice. So when they, you have parents come to ask, hey, why isn't my son or daughter playing? Um, we always would, you know, tape our practices. So at that point, we can go, here's some film. Call me if you have any questions. <laughs> We're done. You know, you can see. I don't know why your kid's always finishing last in drills. It may, that might have something to do with it. So it's a, it's a, that's another one, uh, another thing that you can do. But so I actually have a couple stories. Um, and one of them is, you know, I don't want to paint the picture that we're, we're all perfect. It, you know, we never make mistakes. So I'm going to share a story when I, my, my first, first year coaching or yeah, it was probably my first year coaching. So this is a, a long time ago and it was, it was rec. And I think it was like, uh, it was a kindergarten team. And my, I was coaching my youngest son at the time, and he was he was not in kindergarten. He was like four years old or something like that. Um, this, this team, coach, like this team was actually a team that had Yuki on it. Uh, Yuki was in kindergarten. It was I think it was a K one team or something like that. Um, there's there's two years difference. So Josh played on that team. Um, so this team, you know, you would figure, you know, a team like this, it's they're just learning how to play, right? I mean, I had a kid in the middle of game that would like start breakdancing on one end and then he would walk off the court and go hang out with his parents in the middle of the game I'm like dude what are you doing get over here right and I was I was I was younger I was doing coaching and you know I'm competitive and and there are rules that most rec leagues have that you know you can't double team the ball why well, I, I had two players on the team uh that could dribble and you had to play you know a certain amount of quarters you had to sit a certain amount of quarters kind of thing so i would always play them opposite and then in the fifth quarter i could play them together well in the quarters that they played opposite each other only kid in court could, that could dribble so i would just clear i would have four kids one side of the court and these kids would just go and lay the ball up every time and bottom line is we went undefeated and kicked everyone's ass that, that year i mean it was like it, it is embarrassing yeah, because you look at it and say, what did I teach these kids? Well, I, I taught two kids to ISO and play James Harden and get to the rack every time because you can beat every <laughs> and, and And it was, I mean, it, there, no, there was no close games. There was no, it wasn't even close. Um, but it was it was funny because towards the end, I think we're in a championship game and, and I'm thinking to myself, hey, this is supposed to be a championship game. It's supposed to be like really tight. And we're like up by like a lot, right? And there's mercy rules. I mean, it's like, hey, you can't, you know, you can't press anyways. But, you know, it's it was... I started sitting on the bench thinking, well, I think I'm doing this the right way. You know, I don't think the kids are learning anything here. I don't know that anyone on this team is getting any better. Um, it, you know, and I try to spin it to the kids, you know, hey, you know, just stand over there and they'll pass you the ball. They're not passing you the ball. They have wide open layup. So, I mean, so it, yeah, I learned a lot that year. And I learned, not that I actually got much feedback from the other parents, um, but I self-reflection after that first little go around it was like wow you know what i gotta i gotta change i don't want to be that i don't want to be that dad you know because my kid was out there scoring every possession i don't know how many points he had but he scored half of them you scored the other half you know it was, <laughs> and nobody else scored you know unless they missed a layup 
that was it. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was a wrap. So um, anyway, so I want to point that out, you know, that was, that's a big mistake. It's not something I'm proud of, but um, so, uh, you know, I, after that, it was like, okay, let's, let's run an offense. Let's teach these kids how to dribble. Everyone gets, you know, equal time. We're not ISOing. There's none of this crap. We're sharing the ball. So that's kind of where my philosophy changed there. But so I, I've, I've got, I've got two sons, Moses, my, actually my third son, uh, but I didn't get to coach him as a younger, uh, younger kid. So uh, I'll, I'll focus on uh, my two youngers. Um, and, and I have a story for each of them as, as a, as a dad coach. Um, and I'll start with my oldest. I coached him pretty much from a kid all the way up. There was two years in between where I decided I didn't want to coach him you know, we we're kind of button heads just a little bit and not, not terrible, but it was like, I, I think I need to step away. And I coached my younger son during that time. Uh, he went and, 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 and played for uh, a couple other coaches and, you know, and I coached him through high school with coach Lance. Um, but there was, there was a, a time that we were at, uh, at, at Whitney. Um, and I think it was freshman year, freshman year. I'm pretty sure. And, and it was, I want to say it was probably summer because we were just kind of running, uh, you know, running some drills, running some pickups. We didn't really have any games. Um, and it might've even been a Saturday. I don't know what it is, but for, for whatever reason, coach Lance, you weren't there. I was there. Um, and I was running the kids and, and it was the, the first year uh, that Nick came in and, you know, it was a big emphasis on, you know, hustle and pushing and, and whatnot. And that's kind of how we taught our kids anyway. So it wasn't that big of an adjustment. But they were freshmen coming in, um, and I think we, we had a combo uh, freshman JV day that day. So there was you know a bunch of kids there, and that freshman class that came up was a really good freshman class. They were they were, they were very good players. They were probably better than our JV and probably most of our varsity team that year. But um, they you know they they had some pretty good chemistry, and we were running, and and I wasn't I wasn't happy with how hard my oldest was going I was you know and I talked to him I suppose said hey you gotta you gotta go harder than this it's not gonna cut it right this is you're lagging you know you're not the most athletic kid out here but you 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 shouldn't be finishing back of the pack and lines and you're kind of you're kind of goofing around and I caught him I caught him screwing around again and I got in I got in on him and I said you know that's you know it's bullshit you know you, got, you can't it's part of my French but you can't you can't be doing this you know so I, I sat him down I said you gotta go sit down you know, you, you can't do this. You think about this. So we ran and ran and ran. I'm like, are you ready to get back up? And he kind of said, yeah, you know, he's too cool. You know, so I'm like, I, I said, okay, get in. You get in first line out, you know, he didn't run. So I stopped there. One put him on the line said, you're running because of him. And he said, if he doesn't make this line, you're going to run again. He didn't make it. And you're going to run again. He didn't make it. You're going to run again. He didn't make it. And then it was like, I know he wasn't making it on purpose. So um, long story short, I, I laid into him, kicked him out of practice. I said, get out of the gym right now. Get out of the gym. And I kicked him out of the gym. Had the guys run and I waited about 10 minutes. I poked my head out and he was waiting out front of the gym. And I said, oh no, 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 no. You don't have a ride home. Start walking. I made him walk home. He walked home. He walked home. And I, I, <laughs> I love that coach, Bob. I love it. <laughs> we had about an hour and a half. And, and it, was, it was only about two miles away. But you know, hey, if you're not going to run a practice, go get some exercise. Go walk home. You, you know, we had a nice conversation. We got home. I, I mean, it, it was probably good because it allowed him time to cool off and allowed me time to cool off. We got home. We kind of sorted it out and understood each other a little better. Um, but, yeah, Coach Val, do you have a comment on that? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. I just wanted to say I bet.
he never will forget that. Just like Kainola, he's never forgot those moments. And ever since that one time they did that and you did that to them and held them accountable and pretty much shamed him, they straighten up their act so fast. Oh, uh, I, I can top that one with my younger one. So uh, l- let me just go there. So <laughs> all um, right, let's hear it. He's, he's, he was, he's a very smart basketball player. He's, he, he can question my coaching and strategies and, you know, he's, 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 he, he loves the game and he watches all forms of it all the time. And he's a savant when it comes to stuff like this. Um, his X's and O's are stupid. I wish he would actually start coaching on his own, but um, at any rate, and he did that from a young age, but we were, um, so, there, you know, I coached him, you know, it's very young. He's very competitive. I'm very competitive, you know, very headstrong. We're both pretty much the same kind of person. So I actually stopped coaching him for four or five years. I couldn't do it. Uh, it got to the point where um, I couldn't turn coach off. Um, we get in the car and we would fight, but it was equal. We would both butt heads fight, you know, all the time, all the time. Yeah, all the time. And it was, I was on him in practices. I was on him in games. And finally it just came, uh, there was a day that I just, I, I looked in the mirror and said, this is, this is not working. It's hurting my, my father son relationship. So I had to step away. Uh, so I didn't coach him for a long time, a long, it was four or five years. Um, and then came uh, his seventh grade year. And uh, he had a couple of, uh, of his buddies um, and, and they wanted to put a team together. So I was like, okay. You know, I'll, I'll do it. This will be fun. I'll, I'll do it. Um, so we did it. And, you know, again, you know, we're, you're, we're in it. And, and I can feel some of the other parents at times going, well, why is he in? And, you know, you could feel the, the glare or maybe it's just me thinking that when I'm, when I'm putting him in uh, situationally, um, you know, cause he's never been the best defender. He could, he could, he could shoot and score, but he, he doesn't belong on the floor on the defensive end if you need to stop. Uh but, you know, and I have another story for that. But Coach Mel, what do you, what do you have on that? I was going to say that's just game awareness. What you're feeling is actual, like, those are facts. Yep. That, that, what you're feeling is that's exactly what the parents are, are saying and, and thinking. And it, like, like we talked about, being a coach, there's a lot of psychi- uh, psychology in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's just game management. You being aware of the game and managing everything. You not only, you know – playing time and, and strategies and plays, but, you know, uh, parents, feelings, <laughs> emotions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so this team was a, a fairly high-level team. There was, there was a lot of good players that some of them played together, some of them didn't, so we didn't have a lot of chemistry. Um, but the anticipation was that we were going to do a lot of traveling. So we started booking out of, out of uh, city tournaments. And um, one of ours was, one of our big ones was um, at Bishop O'Dowd. They threw a tournament and we said, okay, let's go. We want it. We want to play. We want in. So, so we book our rooms. We go down there. We're staying down there for the weekend. Um, and there's, you know, two, two ish games, maybe two games a, a, a day. So we, we show up. The first game wasn't at Bishop. It was at a, a middle school in inner city, uh, Oakland. So we show up, played like absolute crap, lost to a bad team, a close game, lost to a bad team. Um, just, I mean, it was, we just drove, walked in the gym they rolled the ball out and we, we started playing. We just didn't, we didn't show up. We didn't play well. So next game we, we were, it's a Bishop. So we drive over to Bishop and we need to play and we're playing in the, uh, the girls gym, which is, it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit smaller, but it, it's still a really cool gym. Um, so we're in there playing and it's a tight game against a good team. We're playing, we're playing pretty, pretty good. Um, so it's, it's pretty fiery. And I, 
I subbed my son out of the game because I, for, I even forgot what he did. He did something and it pissed me off. Like you said, Coach Mel, it was like, you get a mistake, your leash is short. You're coming out and you better believe I'm going to say something to you when you come up floor. Like other players, I'm probably not going to say anything right away because I don't have anything nice to say. I'll wait till you get to the bench, take a deep breath, and I'll, walk, I'll, I'll go down. I'll sit next to you and talk to you about it. For him, he doesn't get that. He doesn't get that. He gets, he gets it immediately raw and right in the face. So I, I'm barking at him. Again, I don't even remember what it was. He probably just made a bad pass or took a stupid shot. I don't know. <laughs> something that I would have let fly with other player. Not, not, not this one. So yank him out of game. He comes off. I say something to him, and it's probably not nice. And he mutters something back to me. And to this day, I still don't know what he said. But I, I, I snapped. I snapped. I said, what did you say to me? And I got up on him. I took a timeout. I went over to him and I, and I, and I kind of pushed him down on the bench and I got in his face and I said, just like you did coach says, take your Jersey off. You're freaking done. Give me your shoes. You're not putting them on. And I took his shoes and he sat down at the end of the bench. That's not the end of the story. So after the game, we end up winning on, on a buzzer beater. So we go outside and we're huddled up in their little, in the little uh, cubicle outside of Bishop, uh, outside of their court. And there's, you know, it's a little like quad and we're kind of huddled up there. And I'm talking to the team. And then I says, just so everybody knows, and I called the parents over. Oh, I'm gonna use his name. It's okay. I said, Josh will not be playing in tomorrow's game. He's suspended for talking back to me. And and he he pissed, he walked away, kind of thing. And none of the players or parents thought I would do it. Next day he shows up, street clothes, sat on the end of the bench. And 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 you know what? We lost the game. <laughs> But, but you know what, you know, uh, there was, it was a, 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 you could see it in the players, the, the players that didn't get suspended. They saw that and, and they played their asses. We played a really good team. We lost. Yeah. A really good team. They were really good. They were huge. They ended up winning the tournament, um, but it, it was a close game. It was like five or six points. It was a really good game. They played hard. He played the next game. We won the last game um, and everyone went home thinking I'm a complete jerk, but you know, it's, I'll laugh. I'll laugh. Hey, coach, all I have to say is bravo. I'm just applauding you on that. And by the way, if you didn't know what Josh said to you, I can tell you it was easy. He said, F you. That's what he said. Yeah, I probably <laughs> did, actually. That's an easy one, coach. I mean, hell, even there, I wasn't even there and I know what your son said. Knowing him, he probably <laughs> did, actually. And it's funny because two of the players I'm still in contact with, he's still really good friends with, so I still talk to them regularly. They still bring that up all the time. He's like, oh, God, Josh, you can take your uniform. Hey, remember, hey, remember when you came <laughs> out of that game? <laughs> I love it, though. That's setting the example. That's setting the tone. That That's a great, like, you know, that's leadership as a coach, too, you know? I mean, and, and that's, that's just showing the parents on your team, like, oh. I mean, that just gives you so much more respect as a coach and as a dad doing this job, because it's really hard. And I'm sure dads and moms, some of them know, and some of them don't know. So, I mean, kudos to you, coach. I love that story. Right. And, and, and to be clear too, you know, I, I would always forewarn my kids that, look, some of this is going to be misplaced. Some of the things I'm going to get on you on for may not be necessarily you. And you have to understand that it might be because you know what, I know that you can handle it. And I know that I can't get, I can't lump that on that other kid. You know, I can't have that kid crying on my bench. You know, so yeah, but he'll hear it. I know he'll hear it. He just won't know that he just, I know that he can't take that directed, you know, comment. So I, I know he'll hear it and he'll know it's him because they always do. They always know. 
Oh, that's so funny. I got something. Okay. Um, so I, I just, look, I, I want to give a tool that's, that's worked for me um, to, you know, any future coaches or young coaches or whatnot, um, or even older coaches. Uh, one is, look, at the beginning of any season, I don't care if it's AU or if it's rec league or it's, you know, high school, college, whatever it is, have a, have a, have a preseason meeting. Um, you know, set, set the boundaries, set the guidelines, let them, let, let you, let the parents know what they can expect of you. Cause I think that's important. What, what are you going to get from me? What am I going to give you? What am I going to do for your kids? What can you expect from me? When can you expect, you know, how I'm going to communicate, you know, what, what means I'll communicate through. Um, but also, I also like to set boundaries. Um, and one of my, my, my favorite rules of all time, and when I started to implement this and I really followed it, it changed, it changed the drama factor for me like tenfold. And it's the 24-hour rule. I do not want to have a discussion with a parent for 24 hours after any practice or game, especially regarding anything about said game, practice, playing time, their player, not going to have it. 24 hours. I don't even want an email or text within 24 hours or I will not address the issue. So it's, it's that 24-hour cool down period because what a lot of people don't realize is when a coach leaves the floor, we're competitive, we're fired up, we're pissed off we lost. You don't want to come at a, a competitive person that has just lost and, and, and not expect them to bite your head off because it's happening. It's going to happen. Don't come at me when I'm in that position. I, there's, what, there's a reason why I rarely will walk through the crowd of parents. I will literally walk the entire gym so I don't have to see them. I, I will like, you know, in hardwood, I'll walk out the training room. If we're playing on, on, on court, whatever it is, court six, if I'm playing court six, I literally, I'll have my talk there. I'll, I'll bring the kids out. I'll kick them out of the room, close the door, lock it, leave, get in my car, drive away. Cause I don't, I'm not having a discussion with yeah. you. I, especially after we lose, I am not about to have that discussion. And it's worked for me though. It's really has, it's worked for me uh, personally, but it's also worked for my parents and we've been able to have a lot uh, a lot more civil conversations and constructive conversations. And it, it, it seems to help me. So coach, Bob, what do you got? Yeah. Coach Bob, uh, is this part of the contract that you have your parents sign? I thought uh, that was, Hey, I thought that was like, yep. The funniest thing, but it was so spot on when I saw you handing out papers and Hey, read this and sign it, read this and sign it. I don't know what you had on there, but I was like, Hey, there, that's a coach that got his, ish together because I, I have i have my book with my au cards my birth certificates and that signed piece of paper by both the parent and the players because it ever comes up i can go right you signed it and what is it again, what does it say what does it say exactly for all the listeners all the new coaches what i mean what did you draft up i don't have it in front of me but one of it is it, the 24-hour rule is in there um I, i'm not going to talk um about other players ever we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to, uh, I, I, I also put in there that you're not to talk to referees. If you have something negative to say, hold it in. You're only there to cheer, cheer your players on, be positive with the team. Don't talk about other players. Um, it's just about your, your behavior. Um, uh, and as well as look, um, I don't want you getting in the car or walking out in the parking lot, screaming at your kid. I do that. That's my job. You, that's what, that's what, you're paying me the big bucks for. 
I will get on your kid. I'm going to tell them what they need to improve. They need you to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, we can work harder. We can do better. You know, I'm proud of you for doing this, this, and this. I understand you're upset about that. Your coach is going to help you out. That's what I want from my parents. I don't want my parents yelling at their kids. I don't want my parents yelling at the refs, the other players, the you know, players on our squad, the parents. I just – so, yeah, I, I've got – there's about 12 things on that list. And they're held to it. The feet are to the fire on those. Coach hey, Co- hey, yeah, Coach Bob, really fast. Sorry, Coach Lance, and then you can take it away. Um, and when Coach Bob, don't, you know, get it twisted. When Coach Bob says that's why you guys are paying him the big bucks, just so you guys know, it, like high school level, if you do the breakdown of all the time and effort that they put in, they're making about minimum wage, just so you know. No way. We are making minimum wage. That's, that's <laughs> it's way it's kind of like even coach Tom knows. I mean, if you want to do the breakdown hour per minute for how much they're getting paid at the end of their season, I mean, go, I mean, go ahead, coach Tom, break it down. It's All right, I just everyone know. Um, I got paid more as a flag football coach at Grand Oaks middle school than I ever did as my high school season as a head coach. There you go. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Coach Lance, you had something to add. I'm sorry. Yeah, I did. I've, I've got a um, couple things, actually. And when you said, Coach Mel, that contract that Coach Bob um, has his parents sign, that's a sign of a coach that has learned over years. <laughs> that, that's what that is. Um, but, you know, I mean, just for, for everybody that's listening, I've, uh, I've coached my sons ever since they were, uh, they were small. And I would just say, you know, I've been very lucky. Number one, um, I've never really, I've never had to kick either of my sons out of practice. Um, they've always been very attentive and very receptive. Uh, and you know, I do, I, I did tell them at one point I had to talk with them and I told them, look, you, you have the hardest position on the team being the son of the coach. So just like you guys said, they have to be the example, you know, there's a high expectation that's placed. So everything you guys have said is true. Um, I would say that if anybody's going to even think about coaching their own child, make sure you're doing it with the right intentions. Um, Before you even get started, ask yourself why you're doing it. Um, And the answer should not be to showcase your kid. Yeah, I just had to add this. You know how you were saying your sons were tentative and they they listened, you had no problems with them. Well, the reason being is because uh, not so much you, I mean, no disrespect to you, coach, but they have the general manager, Mama Cindy at home that they got to answer to, man. So, I mean, let's just keep it real. You know, we know who the GM is, right? I mean, hey, when the boys are like, oh, yes, dad, yes, dad, they know if if something's going on, you're going to let the GM, Cindy, know at home and she's going to make things right. So, of course, you had that. You had backup, man. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah that that's that's 100 percent true and i'm not i'm not trying to paint a picture that everything was perfect but you know it's just um I, I going into i think with me when i started to coach um both josh and Jaden, uh you know i knew going in like you guys i was going to be under the microscope from day one um and i think the best advice i could give anybody is what i just said do it with the right intentions um do it for the team and every one of the players, every single one of them, and treat everybody the same, just like you guys talked about. You can't, you can't give one more 
uh, leniency than the other. You have to treat everybody the same. Um, the one thing that I was able, that I did learn to do very well, I think, is I was able to switch my dad hat and my coach hat um, very fast. And for a lot of people, that's hard to do. I, I refrained from after a game, I, try, I did my best to refrain from even referencing the game, um, good or bad, win or lose. Um, if they wanted to talk about it, great, but it was something that I felt that, you know, they heard me yelling and coaching all game. Um, after the game, it's for me, it was time, it was time to go back to being a dad. So, you know, that's, and that's hard for a lot of people when you get started. Um, I just think that if you can separate that and you're able to switch the hats um, and do it quickly, uh, then I think, I think that you'll be fine. And uh, coach Mel, what do you got? Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> for all the dads out there that coach that are new to this um, and like coach Lance, what he just said, it just kind of sparked a memory in my mind. Um, I, it took me a while to divide coach and dad. And when I say a while, it probably took me a couple of years and it got to a point where I was coaching and getting after my son and the kids that I coach and then getting in the car and we're breaking down the game and I'm getting after him again in the car. And then we get home and then we're eating at the table and we're, I'm still getting after him. And this was like, you know, years of, uh, of going on and, and going on. And um, it just got to a point where I realized I'm going to push this kid away from a game that he loves I need to reevaluate what I'm doing here. You know, I need to learn as a coach when to separate dad and coach, you know? And so I, I just taught myself. I mean, it might've been two years before I actually got it. And so instead of drilling him on the way home, I would just look at him and say, or I put my armor on him as we're walking out of the gym, you know, and just say, Hey man, you played really good today. He goes, I did. <laughs> cause, cause it was never like that. We're so hard on our boys, you know? And I said, you, you played really good. He goes, I did. I said, yeah, you did some good things. And then as we get in the car, I'll say, I would say something like, so what could you have done different? And then he would say, Oh, you know, I could have did this. Oh, good. Okay. You recognize that. All right. And so that was kind of like our relationship. And I think if I was that, dad slash coach that just kept going on and on and on um I would have probably pushed my son away from a game that he just loves and so um just to share that story with you dads out there that are you know coaching your sons just keep that in mind you know I've seen I've seen coaches and I've been there done that and I've seen new coaches you know with, like I call them pop-up you know teams or pop-up you know, uh, clubs, as, as you would call it, um, Coach Tom, I just call them Papa. Um, I, I would see these coaches just drilling into their son, like cussing them out in front of everybody and yelling and turning red. And I'm like, dude, it's not that serious, man. You know, but I understand because I've been there. So it was more or less like inside, I want to have a one on one conversation with him and just pull him aside and be like, hey, man, you should try to do this. He'd probably look at me and say, F off, <laughs> leave me alone. It's none of your business. That's my son. But I get it. And it's, it's, I think a lot of dads that are, are like that push their kids away from the sports that they love. Yeah. So I, I know this is a, this is terrible uh, podcast, especially since you'd have videos, but coaches, I shared uh, my contract um, and, and I, and I do have a section, um, you know, what, what we as coaching staffs 
are, are going to provide. I have a coach, I have a coach's expectations of players section and then an expectation of parent section and then signature from both parent and player. Um, so yeah, it's, and it's, 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 it's fairly short. It's about a page and a half long. Um, but I, I think it's, it's important to um, set expectations, not just for parents, not just for players, but for the coaches as well. Um, it's a reminder on what we're out there to do. Um, and, and, and I don't, you know, I don't think anything that's on here is, it's earth shattering, but sometimes when you put it down and, and you discuss it as a, as a group, it, it kind of, it focuses folks. So, and, and yeah. I, I have had to have conversations with parents and pull this out and say, you sign this, this is, you know, I'm going to go through it again, word for word, and we'll go through it. And it kind of snaps them out of it. They're like, you know what? It, it kind of put the perspective back into this thing. So, yeah. So, hey, coaches, so I know we're kind of probably approaching about the hour mark. So kind of want to wrap things up here, but I do have a little segment that I like. Uh, it's called shout outs. So I just want to give some shout outs. All right. So if you guys, coaches have some shout outs, you know, whether it be a player, a parent, a friend, a family member, this is something that just kind of open. Um, first off, I want to give a shout out to the Dodgers. I know they lost tonight, but we're one and one and we are in the World Series. And I think uh, again, I, again. But, you're in the World Series again. <laughs> hey, easy, easy, all right? So we'll see if we can make it work. As long as uh, Kershaw's not pitching. <laughs> Give it time, Coach Mel. I know, right? So uh, I just, you know, and I was thinking about, I think our last podcast, I talked about when the Lakers won and I just wasn't feeling it. I, I still think that I'm in mourning of Kobe, you know, being gone. And I think, that, I think that was the down. I was just like, man, I wish he was here. He should have been here. So for me, that's, I kind of like put it together. I was like, why am I feeling this way? It's, it's because I still mourn the loss of him, man. I mean, we're not family members or anything, but just, I don't know. It's just, he was a part of, uh, I'm sure all of our lives in one way or another, you know, but, um, uh, and then I want to give a huge shout out. I want to, this is a huge shout out. I want to give a huge shout out to um, coach Lance and Cindy's beautiful daughter, Tiffany got to give her a shout out you know i know she doesn't get any love and just so you guys know i'm not a creep so coach lance can you explain who your daughter is <laughs> she uh Tif tiffany is our four-legged friend she's a um, black cocker spaniel that um is our we call her our little model here at home yeah she's actually a movie star that's why i gave her a shout out you guys gotta check out her uh instagram page coach Lance will definitely put the link in the bio to this podcast, to Tiffany's page. Go check her out. I know a lot of you guys were probably thinking, man, this dude's a creep, beautiful daughter. Give a shout out. What the hell's wrong with Coach Mel? It's a dog, everybody, okay? She's the best. But anyways, I thought I'd give them a shout out. Any else of you coaches have any shout outs? Can't top that one, Coach Mel. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast with uh the coach's quote of the week and i believe coach lance o'hara from the Huey basketball club has it for you guys coach lance i do i do have it and uh, as most of you know uh we we also have a training business the impossible training and there's something that i tell all the kids i meant I, I i mentioned it coach bob has heard me say it at training um and i i have to keep reminding them um, and it's a kind of a peeve of mine when I sit and I, before we uh, even start training and kids are shooting around and um, they're throwing stuff up from half court 
they're throwing hook shots from out of bounds. Um, you know, just crazy shots that they would never, never take in a game. And I, and I always tell, I always say, Hey, you, you will probably never shoot that in a game. Why don't you try taking a shot or practicing the shots you'll take in a game? How about this? How about try to make a layup first and then start working your way out? So my quote is a shot that you take, I'm sorry, a shot you take that you don't practice is a bad shot. That's a great quote. I like that one. Yep. I like that. I love that one too. So I'll say it again. A shot you take that you don't practice is a bad shot. (laughs) So I've never heard that one before, Coach. That's a great quote. Yeah, that's a good one. That might be a caption of mine. I might post some pictures and just have that as my caption. (laughs) It's all you, Coach T. (laughs) Ah, I love it. So, hey, guys out there, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. All the love and support. Don't forget to uh, check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor. And, uh, yeah, have a great weekend. For uh, Coach Bob, Coach Lance, and Coach Tom, I am Coach Mel. Thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Beyond the X's and O's, we'll see you guys on the next podcast. Much love and aloha.